You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. I've heard that song, and that's a blessing. All right, keep your Bibles out, Genesis chapter number 37, and let's look again at this text, if you would. And the Bible says in verse number 5, he said, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it, to, he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said unto him, Shalt thou indeed reign over us? Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more. Behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. Here we have Joseph, the youngest of this family, the eleventh son, and here he is telling about these dreams that he had, and he's telling them to his older brothers. And it's amazing that as he is telling this dream, that they interpreted the dream. They, had knew, they knew exactly what that dream meant. The second dream comes, and now all of a sudden Jacob hears the dream, Dad hears the dream, and it's like, you mean me? Your father? I'm going to bow down to you? And your brothers who are older than you? And in that culture, everything was keyed in based on age. And so here we find Joseph dreaming these dreams, and they weren't appreciated. But dreams, when we think about them, have you ever had a dream where it was just so real? Have you ever had a dream where you wondered, what am I supposed to do with this dream? I mean, there are nightmares that you just want to forget. But there are some dreams that, that you have that you want to become a reality. Joseph here, he dreams a dream. 115 times in the Bible, we find the, a form of the word dream used. And dreams are used in many different ways. But dreams, are they mental? Are they emotional? Are they psychological? Are they spiritual? And you could probably answer yes to all. But here, Joseph, he's dreaming a dream, and it was a dream, it was something that God put in his heart. And when we look in the scriptures, we find that dreams can be used for divine judgment. Uh, Genesis chapter 20 and verse 3, the Bible says, But God came to Abimelech by a dream, in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, she is a man's wife. And taking another man's wife is a sin against God. Still in this day. And uh, uh, man, there should have been an amen there. Uh, 
But uh, uh, here, uh, God, God sends a, a message, a dream. He is communicating a message of judgment to a man, and he recognizes this dream, and he changes his actions. We see that there is divine judgment. Heavenly messages come, Genesis 28, 12. Uh, the Bible says, And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it reached to the heavens, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And here we have Jacob's ladder, and we have God uh, through a dream communicating with Jacob, and uh, he's, he's dreaming there. Uh, verse uh, in our text this morning, Genesis 37, uh, 5 and 6, and Joseph dreamed a dream. Uh, and so we see that these dreams are dreams. God uses dreams. And not every dream, because you had anchovy pizza the night before, uh, is going to be a message from God. But a dream is something we should all have. Last week, I spoke to you on the subject, what's your vision? And when we think about that, we think about uh, just how uh, there, there are dreams that that people have had over the years, and God used those dreams to accomplish something great. Now, this is tomorrow, and many of you have uh, tomorrow off. Why? Because of Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King Jr. And, you know, when what he is known best for is a speech that he gave in August of 1963. And the speech had a phrase in it that he used over and over again at the end of that speech. The first, the first uh, uh, ten and a half minutes, they were, they were, it was a red speech. But then he went off script. In the next five minutes and 20 seconds, he just spoke from his heart. And it not only changed the moment, it changed history. It changed the world. I want, I want you to, to follow along. We're going to play that last five minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, and I want you to listen to uh, the passion uh, and the, the words that he is saying uh, in this. And I'm not saying that we would agree with everything that this man represented and everything that he said, but he was a, he was a Baptist pastor. Uh, he, was, uh, he was definitely a, uh, an advocate. He was a civil rights advocate. Uh, and he, he did make a difference in our world and, uh, and definitely accomplished some, some great things. I want, I want you to follow along. Watch here in, in uh, God's house or in God's place for racism. Uh, that, is, that is not in the heart of uh, God's people and definitely in, in a nation that definitely does not need to be. But what we find here is uh, there, was, uh, there was a dream. He said he had a dream, and that dream was uh, long before uh, the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was signed into, uh, to, uh, uh, into law. Uh, a dream went before the Reconstruction Act of uh, 1865. You see, uh, that dream continued 
through the civil rights uh, marches of the 60s. And, uh, and, but that dream conveyed on August 28th of 1963, it was a dream that was conveyed that impacted a world. It impacted a nation. And a dream precedes something great. A dream. This morning, I want to pre preach to you on the subject, I have a dream. I have a dream. And let's pray together. Father, I pray that you bless now. You know uh, the hearts of each person here. Lord, you know my heart this morning. And I pray that you would just give us uh, what we need today. Help me, Lord, to be able to communicate uh, my heart uh, to these dear people, those that are in person, those that are online. Help all of us, Lord, to be able to grab a hold of a dream. And so I pray that you would bless now. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Uh, the theme for 2022 is rooted and built, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Before anything can be rooted, it has to be planted. It has to be planted. But before every, anything can be planted, there has to be a seed. Before there is a seed to be planted, there has to be a field or soul, uh, soil uh, for that, that seed to be planted in. Before the soil can be plant, uh, the seed can be planted in the soil, soil there has to be that labor uh, of, in the field of preparation. And before there is a preparation in the field, there has to be a dream. There has to be a dream. You see, a dream precedes any action that will that will ever result in any fruit. About five years ago, uh, there was an empty field right across from us over here on Northfield Road. It was just dead grass. And it was that way for uh, six, about five, six years that we have been here. And I'm sure it was the case before. Uh, nothing had gone on. Uh, there were no animals, but uh, some wild turkeys and a bunch of dead grass. But somewhere along the line, someone had a dream. Someone saw an orchard that was completely developed. They saw, uh, they saw tractors, and they saw in their mind's eye, uh, they saw the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the plowing of that field, and they saw the furrowing of that field, and they saw the planting, the purchasing and planting of those trees. They saw the irrigation going in. They saw the labors that would be needed to be able to bring about all of that work, and they saw a harvest that was going to come. And now we have seen in the last few years, uh, them harvesting this orchard that originated in a dream. It didn't just happen. It started with a dream. Somewhere along the line, somebody saw something, and they saw an opportunity, and they saw a dream of something that could be, and they brought that dream to reality. And that massive orchard fills that once empty space. It's the result of a dream. Several years ago, there was a, a piece of property just to the west of us here, the next piece of property over. And it was, there on that 17 acres, there was a house, 
There was a barn and there was a bunch of empty space. But a few years back, someone else, they had a dream. And they saw that property and they saw that house and they saw a peach orchard. And now there, there have been uh, a couple different harvesting times uh, of the orchard that is over there now. Uh, but what was that? That was a result of a dream. Yeah, somebody didn't just wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I want an orchard, and, and now the next day there's an orchard there. No, they had to, there was a dream that brought them to a place of something that they were uh, going to accomplish. Those of you that own businesses, those businesses, they were not started uh, just that one day you just didn't have anything else to do, so you started a business. No, there was a dream that you had and a vision that that you had, and that dream caused you to act in such a way to bring about uh, what was going to be put into place uh, to bring about change and to bring about something that needed to happen. Uh, in about November of 1973, there was a group of believers that wanted to have a, a bus ministry, and they were in a church that did not want to have a bus ministry, and, and several of those believers decided, uh, we're going to go ahead and start another church because we believe that we need to be reaching the boys and girls of, uh, of Yuba Sutter, uh, trying to get the gospel to them. And there was a split and they left one church and they started another church with the sole desire of trying to reach people with the gospel. And because of that dream of seeing buses running and kids being saved and families being reached uh, and people coming to church, uh, because of that dream, Bible Baptist Church was started. You see, it's a result of a dream. It was a result of a dream. It started with a dream, and then the seeds of thought were planted. The watering and nurturing brought that dream to a plan of action, and now Bible Baptist Church has been a light in this community uh, for the last 48 years, and we're in the 49th year right now, uh, and there have been ups, and there have been downs, and there have been different pastors uh, that have been here. Uh, the first pastor, 1974, was Pastor Mike Lamb, and he was here for one year. The second pastor, Don Niemeyer, uh, he was here from 75 to 79 for, for a four-year tenure. Uh, pastor Ralph Stokes uh, from 1980, uh, mid-1980 to 85, uh, so four and a half to five years he was here. And then from 86 to uh, uh, March of uh, 2002, uh, Pastor Brad Winnegar uh, was here at Bible Baptist Church 16 years. Uh, he was followed by uh, Brother Steve Parker uh, from March of uh, 2002 to April of 2010. And then in July of 2010, uh, uh, Mrs. Brown and I, we were called to come. And, uh, and I was called to be the pastor and, until the present. And so unless you vote me out, uh, I'm staying. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there, have, there have been people and there were years of growth and there were years of of building, and there was years of decline, and there was years of rebuilding. Uh, uh, there were years of plenty, and there were years of planning. Uh, but just as I preached that last week, there has to be a vision. And you have to have a vision for your life. And as a ministry, I have to have a vision uh, for this church. There has to be a dream. And let me tell you this morning, I have a dream. 
I have a dream, and I have a dream for our people to know uh, the love of God and to feel the love of God in their lives. I have a dream for us to be rooted and built up in him. I have a dream uh, for, uh, for God's people uh, to be able to grow and uh, the nurture and admonition of the Lord and just to grow and, and serving him. And when I became pastor in 2010, I had a dream to help the, the hearts of those who are broken after splits. I had a heart to, to help those who, who, had, who had, uh, had a love for God and just to restir the, the coals that were, were smoldering and still burning, uh, but to restir those coals and to help that, that fire, that life to come back. Uh, they, it was there and it was simmering and it burned in the heart of God's people. But I had a desire to not just see it simmer and burn, but to grow. I had a dream to grow and reach our community with the gospel. I had a dream to see visitors come and to hear the gospel and to get saved. I had a dream to see people follow the Lord and believers' baptism and following the uh, uh, and getting uh, uh, becoming members of this body of believers. I had a dream to see discipleship course and uh, for that to be started and for it to grow. And for the first five years, every Sunday afternoon. Uh, from 5 to 5.45, uh, right over in this room over here, I uh, held a discipleship class, and Mrs. Brown was running the nursery. Uh, and so, uh, but it, there was a dream there. I had a dream to start a choir. I had a dream to start more bus routes. I had a dream to start more Sunday school classes and the children's classes and for the teen class to grow and for the single adults and the college age and uh, for our couples and our seniors. And, and I had to dream, I dreamed uh, as those classes would grow that we would split them and, uh, and, and have more people that were teaching and training and investing in the lives of, uh, of the kids and uh, the members and those that came to church. I had a dream uh, to see the beginners and the primaries and the juniors and teens and just, just watch the, uh, the ministry grow. I had a dream. I had a dream for an educational building that we're about to finish. 2014, we started the plans. 2015, we submitted to county. And it wasn't until 2020 that we were able to pull permits on that building. But we're about done. In 2022, we pulled those permits, and in, or 2020, we pulled the permits, and 2022, we will be done with that building. And I had a dream when we were growing and running out of space, and we were. And we had no more room. And we had a dream, and we got those portables. Looking forward to this building being done a place where we could continue to, to grow. I had a dream for a school, a place where your children could come and be taught and trained in a safe place, a place where they could have people that love them and people that were going to uh, invest in them. Uh, and, and I had a dream for a school, and six years ago that was started. I had a place, uh, I had a dream for that. But you know, the, over the years, there have been some things that I didn't have a dream for. 
I didn't have a dream about a spillway that was going to break. And in 2017, our attendance dropped 100 over that spillway. And people left the area. And when somebody's out of church for a week, you take notice, two weeks, oh, there's something going on. Three weeks, you almost never get them back. And people left the area, even though there was not a flood. They left the area, and by the time they came back, they were so behind at work, they were so behind at home, they were out of schedule, and they never came back. And our attendance dropped over 100. By the time 2020 came, and we were breaking ground for the building, we were back at the attendance that we were prior to the Oroville Dam scare. Things were moving again. We broke ground in March of 2020, and the next week we were shut down. And though our attendance is coming back up, we are right now 180 below what we were in 2020. Some of them are online, but not all. You know, there are things that happen in life that you plan for, and there are other things that, you, that happen in life that you do not plan for. But let me let you in on a secret. I still have a dream. I still have a dream. And all of those things that I had a dream for, I still have a dream. I still have a dream that, uh, that that building is going to be filling up soon with boys and girls and teenagers and adults. And I have a dream that Sunday school classes and connection groups uh, won't just start, but they will be thriving and bursting at the seams. I have a dream that all four of these buses will get to run in again. You see, there's still a community that needs to be reached with the gospel. And, and the, the people of God are the ones that have got to recognize that, that, that our job is to be able to, uh, to fulfill that great commission. And I have a dream uh, to see that, uh, those buses running. I have a dream to see that shuttle running uh, and picking up families and bringing them back uh, for the evening services as well. And I have a dream for the people of Marysville and Linda and Olivehurst and Yuba City and Plumas Lake and uh, Beale Air Force Base. Nothing for those in Penn Valley, uh, but uh, just kidding. Uh, but uh, no, I have a dream. I have a dream that God's people will be used to be able to reach those that are around us uh, so other people can enjoy the blessings of God that you and I get to enjoy week in and week out. Just think about it. You lay your head on your pillow at night and you have joy and you have fulfillment and you have the blessings of God in your life. But there are so many that lay their head on their pillow without any hope, without any love, without any direction, uh, without any purpose in their life. And you and I, we hold the very truths of what will give them the answers in their life. It is, it is the Lord. He, he is the one that they need. He's the one that they need. And I have a dream uh, that we will be able to uh, do what we can to reach this community that God has placed us in. I have a dream that one day a great choir will be singing again up here on this platform. 
Amen. I've got a dream that, uh, that the orchestra will grow and, uh, and the children and youth choir and, uh, and that uh, we'll see so many uh, people be just praising the Lord with their voices in a COVID culture, in a w- wicked and godless culture, in a world where sin is rampant and the Savior uh, is reviled. I'm still praying for revival. I still have a, a, a dream for this church and for this ministry. It's not over because of COVID. Amen. I have a dream. I have a dream that that God is going to use us to make a difference in the lives of those that we come in contact with. I have a dream for your, your family to grow in their walk with God. I have, a, I have a dream that every mom and dad will, will spend time together teaching and training their children and raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I have a dream for your family. I have a dream for your, your marriages that they will be strong. I have a dream that God will be able to give you that peace and the joy that he has for us. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. He doesn't want us just to be exempt existing in life. That's not what he wants for you, and it's not what he wants for me. I have a dream for you to find a place of service that will line up with your spiritual gifts and so you can enjoy your service for God. I have a dream for you to live and enjoy that abundant and fulfilled life that God has for you. And these dreams are not just sayings and they're not just passive thoughts. Uh, they were, they're dreams that I believe would bring great glory to the Lord. And it's a dream that I believe that he has placed in my soul uh, that I would uh, try to help reach people, try to help people as they are following the Lord. I believe with the calling of God on my life that he did not place me here just to survive. You see, these are dreams that would impact and expand the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Proverbs 20, 24, man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his way? Uh, What is that telling us? It's telling us that God is directing. And maybe some of those dreams that you have are dreams that God is putting into your heart. Maybe it's something that God wants you to do. But you know, there's something about a dream. It's empty unless you do something with it. Anybody can have a dream. And everybody does. But everybody doesn't do anything with it. See, I have have a dream for this ministry. I have a dream... For the next building. I do. I, not just the building, but the next phase of growth of what that building will allow us to accomplish to be able to reach more people. Uh, and uh, it's the next phase of growth for the ministry here. Uh, and, and so we have, uh, we have uh, the next, uh, the, the first phase here. Uh, we've got a master plan. Throw that master plan up, up if you would. You see, uh, this, uh, this dream is not just some idea that I'm spouting off. This is something that has been in the works for years. 
before we ever started this, this Sunday school building, there was already a master plan for the entire campus and many different stages of growth. Uh, this Sunday school building going from 3,000 square foot to 8,000 square foot, that's phase one. That's phase one in the educational building. Phase number two uh, is, an edu- is the uh, school building. Go to that next slide. Uh, it is a two-story uh, educational building. It is a school building that ha- will have classrooms for 400 students. When we started the Christian school, I did not start a Christian school thinking, okay, we're just going to hold on at 20 kids. There's a dream. There's a dream to be able to, to help and to reach other families and to reach uh, people with the gospel. A dream. Uh, so that, that second phase uh, will be that, uh, that building. And it's a two-story classroom building uh, and a uh, gymnasium as well. Uh, and so uh, phase two will be that school building. Phase three is a new auditorium. And right here where we sit, there will be an auditorium that uh, seats over 600 people in that auditorium. There are 50 chairs for the choir that is going to sing. There are 30 chairs for the orchestra that's going to sing. There's an entire wing that comes out the side over here that is just for the nurseries. And uh, what is it? There's a dream. Now, do I know that all of these dreams are going to come to pass? No, I do not. But what I do know is that without a dream, nothing will be done. Without a dream, nothing will be done. And and as we we look into the scriptures and we look into our life, God has given us a life, and he has not given us a life just to float through. He has not given us a life to live without any purpose. And and with that, uh, we need to see that we have a dream. You see, there's a a commission that the Lord has given to us, and all of these phases are are to help us uh, enable, uh, to, to enable us to reach as many people as we can, to teach people the gospel of Jesus Christ, the, the counseling and the edifying, the discipling and the, the equipping and the enabling uh, of them to be able to serve the Lord and, and live the life that God has desired for them. You see that great commission in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it's still evident today and it's still enforced today and it's still empowered today. He said, go ye therefore. He wasn't just talking to the pastor. Now, praise, praise the Lord. Yesterday, we had almost 40 people here uh, going so on. And what a blessing. But there's room for more. You see, there's, there's an opportunity that, that we have. He said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, uh, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. We are to go. And, and that is just being obedient to what the Lord says. We are to teach. And that's talking about teaching them uh, God's will, uh, teaching them the gospel, winning them to Christ. Uh, They are to get baptized after uh, salvation. That is the expectation of God for his people uh, that after they get saved, they're going to get baptized. Uh, And then uh, to teach them to do likewise. Uh, And so uh, what is it? That is that discipleship. Uh, And I have a dream. I have a dream. I I have a dream. And you know, small dreams bring small results. Big dreams bring big results. 
No, no dream brings no results. I don't know if all these dreams will become a reality, but phase one is. Phase one is. I have a dream. Do you? Do you have a dream? Do you have a dream about being rooted and built up in him? That ought to be a dream that each and every one of us should grab a hold of this year. It's a dream that we should, we should grow in our faith and our, our roots should be strengthened so when the winds of, of storms and doubt and uh, the oppression and the persecution, when it comes, that we will not be blown over. That we'll stay rooted. Do you have a dream of raising your family for Christ? Do you have a dream of serving the Savior and being a light for him uh, in the life that you have given, he has given to you? Do you have a dream maybe for your class or for your bus route or for your area of ministry? Uh, do you have a dream for uh, the nursery or the choir or the ushering? Do you have a dream for the greeters or the bus ministry or the security? Do you have a dream for uh, the food bank and the outreach there or the recovery ministry? Do you have a dream for discipleship? You have a dream for the school. I have a dream for all of these. But do we have a, do you have a dream? You see, without a dream, there will be no change. Without a dream, there will be no action. Do you know why churches are dying? Because there's no dream. We get comfortable with who's here. Visitors will come and nobody will shake their hands because the members wonder, why are they here? Who are they? They're sitting in my seat. We have literally had people walk up to a guest and say, you are in my seat. Move. God help us. Now that was a long time ago and they're no longer here and there are some people I'm glad are gone. This, this is not your seat. It's God's seat. <laughs> and if a visitor is sitting there, praise the Lord. Hey, can I sit with you? My name is. Glad you're here. And what I hear over and over again is, I couldn't believe how friendly your church is. And that's the case. But I have a dream. Without a dream, there's no real action. Genesis chapter 37 and verse 18, it says, And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him, Joseph's brother, conspiring against Joseph to slay him. Verse 19, And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. You know what? They started looking at the dreamer and they said, You know what? This guy's just got all kinds of dreams. And they despised him for the dream. What is it in people that are so negative that they want to rob people of a dream? 
You know what it is? Is they have no dream. They have no ambition. So they've got to criticize anybody else that might show them up. And we're not in competition with each other, but let me tell you something. We ought to be going somewhere. And as a church, if there is no dream and there is no vision of reaching the community, then what will happen is just by normal attrition of life, uh, people will move away, people will get older, health will change, and the doors will close. Because you have to have new life. You have to have new life. I have a dream. I have a dream, and Joseph's brothers here, they mocked him and called him the dreamer. But whose dream came true? The reality is, both dreams came true. Joseph's dream that he dreamed came true. And the lack of a dream from the brothers, it also came true. We look at these brothers at the end of their life. They come before their dad, and he is going to bless them before he dies. And in Genesis 49, we read about uh, Jacob looking at his firstborn. He said, Reuben, you're as unstable as water. Thou shalt not excel. No dream, no consistency, no direction, no accomplishment. Simeon, Levi, he said, you are instruments of, of cruelty. Uh, he tells of their conspiring to murder a man. He looks at Issachar and he says, you're going to be a burden bearer. He says, you're going to be just like the oxes, just carrying the burdens for somebody else. Dan was the serpent that was biting at the hoofs of the horses, trying to throw the, the rider. They were one that was just causing others to trip and to fall and be injured. Benjamin was said that he was destructive as a wolf, a killer, only looking for the spoil. You look at it, what was it? No dream. They mocked the one that had the dream, and they had no dream of their own. No dream. One of the most remembered speeches in history will be the speech that we just listened to a few minutes ago. August 28, 1963. And Martin Luther King Jr., as, as he is a junior, his dad was also Martin Luther King. He was also a civil rights advocate, but he was a civil rights advocate that promoted violence. Martin Luther King Jr. did not promote violence in every speech. He always condemned violence. And, and with that, he was finishing that written speech. And they say that uh, as he was up on that stage and he was giving that speech and he was coming to the end of that written speech, the Mahalia Jackson, who was a gospel singer, uh, she, she yelled out to him and said, tell him about the dream. And the speech was no longer read. A speech that had somewhere already been communicated on a personal level 
It had already been thought through. It was a dream that was already there. He had already had the dream. It wasn't something that was just spontaneous on the spot. It was a dream that he already had. But then all of a sudden, uh, when she yelled out, tell him about the dream. And Martin Luther King Jr., he started out in that speech and he started saying, I have a dream. And that, that impacted the world. It impacted the world. You know, your dream can be bigger than you. And a matter of fact, if it's just about us, it will only impact us. But this dream that he had, it was partially vocalized on a personal level. But when he went into fully into sharing his dream, that dream still lives on. And may, may each of us have a dream that will not only change our life, but will also change eternity. Uh, and this morning, I just want you to, say, to know, I have a dream. I have a dream for this ministry. And I believe that every one of us should have a dream for the life that God has given to us. I have a dream. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us. And now, Lord, as we uh, look at uh, just the, uh, the workings and how you work in hearts of men and women and how you lead and guide and direct and uh, your will can be accomplished, I pray that you would help each of us Lord, to have a dream, uh, Lord, for the life that you have given us individually, for the, the influences that you have given to us with our uh, friends and family and those that uh, come around, those that uh, are in our own homes, our, our marriages and, uh, and, our, uh, and our, our stewardship of serving you. I pray that you would just help us, Lord, to have a dream. And so just work now in this invitation. Speak to hearts. Give us each what we need. And may we uh, uh, catch a dream. May we have a dream, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. Uh, the instruments are going to play. I don't know what the Lord has done in your life this morning. But if you don't have a dream, maybe you just need to come and talk to the Lord about it this morning. I look around and as I, I see individuals, uh, many of you I know, and, and I know your testimony of salvation, but in a crowd this size, it's very possible, it's very likely. There are those that do not know Christ as their personal savior. If you don't, let me encourage you to come. It's a great place to start. If you've not followed the Lord in believer's baptism, we have everything ready, you come. If you feel like this is where God would have you join, you come. The dream is bigger than me. The dream is bigger than you. There should be a dream big enough to share. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.